0: I wish we would quit platforming people on expansion that don't know what they're talking about that are throwing S off the wall and see if it sticks. Who has your ire this morning? Uh, every every Twitter insider when it comes to conference expansion.
1: In relation to Arizona, Colorado? I,
0: I, I, Arizona's hardly even mentioned anymore. It's Utah, Colorado that I hear all the time now. Colorado's got a note on their board of trustees for a secret meeting, and when they left the big... I mean, I don't think it's any secret that the Big 12 is trying to be additive. But could you imagine, just for all of the crap content that's thrown out there, if somebody had someone calling them and talking to them that much about recruiting every day, every day, I mean, stop. I've I, Arnie Spanier sent me four. I blocked his number. I blocked Arnie's number. <laughs> You're taking a break? I'm taking a break. He sent me four stories because he's just convinced that – and I'm like, listen, I think there's a way for the Pac-12 to survive. And I think that it's got a seat at the table. And I think it's got an opportunity. He'll, he sent me four different stories because a- he's
1: – About why Colorado's leaving. Why Colorado
0: errors. Do you know what every single one of those stories referenced? The Greg Swaim report. And that was all that they had. That was it. I'm like, Arnie, did you read any of these stories? Of course not. Go back and read. None of them have any fresh information. It's all based on one tweet. Yeah, let's aggregate this tweet. Yeah, right, exactly. That's the tweet that's getting aggregated. Based on nothing more than I think Craig's playing a game with it, to be honest with you. I think he's like, all right, let's see how much, let's see how much interaction this tweet can get. And just you know, just have a little bit of a and little bit to back it up. And then if it all falls apart, you're like, well, it was close. It was close.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: I'm just telling you, it was close, you guys. You and I, the
1: last decade, could have made a living out of all of this. I
0: know, I know.
1: Made a career out of it.
0: But the one thing outside of eight versus nine that caught my ear when Greg Sankey spoke at SEC media days, or spring meeting, was this. And you might have to jack this up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'll crank it. The auto's right here.
2: Not been at the forefront at all.
0: Asked about expansion for the SEC. Um... Af- so after I- OU Texas.
2: Yep. Thinking back to my past expansion moments, nobody wanted to write about the Southland Conference power play <laughs> <laughs> in July of 1996 we had Lamar in southeastern Louisiana and did not add Centenary, or- Oral Roberts, and UT Pan American at the time. Uh, and I never had to think of it again, uh, really, in that league. And, and here we had opportunities presented to us. But it's, it's really not an active thought process, period on the end of the sentence. We are, though, highly attentive to what's happening around us. And those of you who were in Atlanta heard me say very clearly our focus is on 16. Uh, uh, others have taken approaches behind microphones to say we're, we're, we're pursuing members, we're pursuing members in this region. Uh, I've not done that. I think I have a responsibility to actually not do that. So it's, I I don't have an answer about what what would we think about. Why do you think you have a
0: responsibility? Good follow-up.
2: I would just answer, go back to those who've spoken and the tumult that causes. I think we all actually have that responsibility.
0: That's right. You do it behind closed doors where nobody knows about it, and the only way you find out is if a jilted member of the conference reports, or, or to, the it Pro- and re- <laughs> to the Houston Chronicle, we can then report it.
1: That's <laughs> how, how you, you that's how you do it. business. <laughs>
0: I I mean it really it throws a lot of things in turmoil and it's strategic and it's well done. Right? Give give Brett Yormark credit. He knew it he, he has known exactly what he is doing from day one whenever they jumped in front and got their media deal completed the way they did.
1: Pac-12 media deal, is it done after this? Is it done now? Is well, it, somebody
0: it... said there are reports that it's about to be announced.
1: That they're they're about done with it.
0: Yeah, they're about to announce it, and it could come as soon as this week. But, again, I feel like I've seen that report 100,000 times, as well as the different speculatory numbers involved with it. When was the
1: original grant of rights expiring? Uh,
0: was it this summer? I think it's this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, And then you also have the Big Ten. You want to talk about a story that's gone away, Josh? Where has this story gone about the Big Ten's TV deal not being done? It's up in Chicago with Kevin Warren. I mean, it's so funny the different sides to each story that's always out there and the different narratives. You you ask someone that – uh, the guy that's on the Big Ten network that was on the EF, my call, I think is his name. Yeah. I was listening to him and he's like, oh, this this story about the <laughs> NBC is so overblown. It's like 0.02%. The deal is fine. You listen then to others and they're like, it's pretty significant because NBC spent a lot of money with the understanding that they were getting a Big Ten championship game and that yeah. they're going to have these primetime games. It's
1: insignificant, Mike, until NBC backs out of the deal. Right.
0: <laughs> then all of a sudden it's, whoa, okay. But it's a story that's just – there are several stories. I'm going to get right here to Coach T. But I, I wanted to bring that up because expansion, I think, is something that when you listen to Greg Sankey, he just basically said – let me translate that for you. We're monitoring it. But you're not going to know when we strike. We're watching it. We're keeping tabs on it. But you'll never know who we're talking to. It And basically to me, that said, if you hear that the SEC is in conversations with somebody, they're not. You're not going to know because we're not going to talk about it and it's going to be something that will be in the four corners of my office. That's what I took away from that, number one. And then number two, there's like three or four stories that have just disappeared. And we can get to the West Coast conversation on recruiting later in the program. but That's all right. We can
1: save that. <laughs> we save the, that one for Parker. For Holy guys.
0: smokes, man. I know it's a big story whenever my buddy Robbie Drossett texts me about a recruit. What happened to the Iowa Iowa State gambling story? <laughs> well, fortunately, baseball
1: season's over, so no need to talk about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean,
0: where did that story go? What happened to You mean the, the Iowa track and field story? <laughs> yeah. What happened to the? What happened to the Alabama baseball coach? They kept winning, and it's like, oh, you know, he's. It's all him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all. I still haven't heard from Brad Bohannon, right? Yeah. What? What happened to the TV deal with the Big Ten story? Where the hell did that one go? It should, and and the Mike Bone getting fired at USC and USC's AD search, Josh. What did the hell happened to that story? Where did that go? Gone. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, Loose ends out there, huh? Yeah. I just so to me, to bring it back full circle, I don't I don't get too caught up in any conference realignment news until we get that Pac 12 TV deal. Then I think you'll see how this thing shakes out. I will say there is a deadline at the end of June for San Diego State to get out of the Mountain West Conference. Like their buyout like triples. They gotta get out now. Is it out there that the SEC schedule is getting released next week? June 14th. Okay. Yes. I thought so. Yeah. June 14th. We'll find out what Oklahoma's first football season in the SEC is going to look like. Week from today. Week? That is. I'll be going. I'm on vacation. I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> it I know. Sucks. The one time. Well, at least you're getting good stories. You'll have the NBA finals, you have a hopefully national championship to celebrate, and the big news, the SEC schedule will come out.
1: I'm hopeful that oh, you could just rip through this championship series here and you and i could celebrate on friday
0: i wouldn't mind that coach t what's going on coach t how are you
1: hello chris
0: good to hear your voice
1: Hated, i'm headed to the
3: trotspur golf course we got i'm playing golf at 11 20
0: oh gosh I'm, I'm i'm sorry i kept you waiting you got to get out there and get stretched and get ready to go oh, I'm,
3: I'm all right i, okay. right. I haven't played in two years i'm fine i'm just gonna play about 14 holes. My dog's getting her hair cut today.
0: Oh, okay. Getting all
3: that hair off of her. Now, I'm going to talk about the PGA. Okay. Mr. Monahans is going to lose his job. I think I'll so, Josh? Promise you. He's done. He's done. He might not lose it now, but it's going to happen because he's got all the PGA Tour players mad at him. He's got nine eleven people mad at him. And he went with the Saudis for money. And he said he'd never do this. And Rory McElroy right now is ripping his head off. And I'll promise you, he's going to pay the price for this.
0: Thanks for the call, Coach T.
3: Have a good day, OU. Six to three. Fight.
0: <laughs> Hit him <them> straight. <laughs> I'd say five to one. Five one. That's my prediction.
1: Just like the uh, final score when they capture the national championship over Florida State.
0: Is that... What you're getting to from what Coach T said, old Jay Monahan is out. Monhe, Monahay? Yeah,
1: I, I don't think there's any doubt that, and I don't think it will be immediate, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen. And, and he said, Jay Monahan in his memo that got sent out was leaked, right? Right. He says, I remain as commissioner of the PGA Tour and then list off one of the policy board chairmen and. Uh, the pif governor is on the policy board but the the interesting note there is he says hey i'm remaining as commish
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't
1: think he's gonna remain as commish very long
0: yep exactly exactly and it
1: won't take you or i or anybody more than 15 seconds to put the dots (laughs) together that yeah as soon as this deal went down his head was going to roll
0: which is why many of us think that for his head to roll, that would mean that there is definitely some massive, massive golden parachute here for him. Yeah, oh, just to basically fall back on. Well, and you would imagine,
1: yeah, that 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 got cooked into this deal. All
0: right, listen, you're gonna get fired, but here's like, I don't know, twenty mil. Your reputation. You want more? You rep. All right, thirty. That's good. Yeah, because his reputation is shattered. I have the dumbest question ever. Is this fun just never-ending? I mean, how much money do the Saudis have? A lot. <laughs> Holy smokes. And to answer
1: your question, basically, yeah.
0: All Ten right. nineteen. So we fit in our football, right? Got my SEC stuff, got caught up with it. We fit in a little PGA Live, which means we're back to softball. What does Lonnie Alameda think about the Oklahoma attack and how will Florida State try to counter it? We'll dive into it next. <laughs> Did that go in? I don't think so. Oh, missed it. Uh, dang Not a good it. sign. Not a good sign. Dang it. Well, I will say, doing things poorly leading up to a game has brought great success. Uh, for instance, Josh, on on what was the what was the last game that we played? Monday. On Monday, when I got there early, as I was walking by about 15 police officers that were getting ready to protect everyone at, at the stadium. Every single liner card fell out of my backpack somehow and just scattered all over <laughs> the concourse. And I just stood there for a moment and was thankful. I was, okay, good, there's not a dog around here to sniff my bags or anything. I'm, it's a joke. It's a joke. But That's I went, not a joke. <laughs> immediately went down. I was like, oh, gosh, this is really embarrassing. And a bad sign. And, of course, just the ball busting began right away. It's like, geez, my gosh, what a great start to the day. Are you in trouble now? But I'm like, yeah, we're all doomed. But it worked out okay. And it did start poorly. It really did start poorly in two zip. But I I wanted to hit, because I like this from the Kinnipelmeyer Chevrolet text line. This is from the 405. I think it's a really good point. sad that on this of all mornings those of us who have watched or listened every single game all year have to hear all this whining from those who obviously don't pay attention to anything alonzo is all over espn for for taunting the brave's pitcher last night after a dinger scott and norman yeah <laughs> well but he did those back guy you do it you just embrace it you're going to be okay it doesn't affect you that's the funniest thing in all of this. In fact, 99.9% of the stuff we talk about is not going to affect your day. I've had to learn that the hard way. But you know what? For you, Scott and Norman, from you, for you, Scott and Norman, I've got this. The Florida State players were asked a very simple question. Hey, the margin of error has been talked about a lot. You know, you, you got to have a small margin of error when you play Oklahoma. So in order, Michaela Edenfield. Janai Kerr, Mac Leonard, and Kat Sandercock talking about that margin of error and the challenge that has to be small on the challenge of Oklahoma.
4: Um, definitely there's a game plan going into any game. Um, it's just another team. They put on their pants the same way as we do. And I think um, just sticking to us and understanding um, effectively what's, what our pitching staff is doing um, – I mean, just being able to minimize the damage that they do, for sure. They have a great lineup, and I think it goes into our field of knowing what, it, what we're trying to accomplish on the field in between um, me and the pitchers and knowing that we want to limit to back-to-backs and the amount of people that we allow on the base. So if they do hit a home run, it's bound to happen, but we want to minimize how many runs they get in that. So um, I think it's been pretty cool. Uh, I enjoy playing against OU. They're a very passionate squad, and you want to play the best. So yeah, um, I would just say as a team, just staying in our circle, staying within ourselves. Um, there's a lot of outside noise right now. Obviously, we're in the World Series, the final one of the final two teams. So I think just staying in ourselves and, you know, carrying the left and the right, just, I, I don't know, just staying external and within your left and your right, just competing, honestly. Mac Leonard. I agree with that. Um, Coach, I mentioned earlier today, uh, pressure is a privilege, and so – Obviously, they're a very great team, and I think that we are as well. Um, we're more than capable of competing with them, and as long as we stay with our left and our right and staying present external like J.J. said, we can remember that the moments we're in are very much a privilege and that we're all grateful to be here, and as long as we can remember that and stay within and
0: stay in our circle as like and play seminal softball, I think that we're going to be in a really good spot. Here's what Kat Sandercock had to say about yeah, it.
4: Yeah, same. I agree, um, but, you know, margin of error, super small when you're playing Oklahoma. I would say the same for any team that made it to the World Series. I mean, it's the best playing the best here, so I think margin of error is really small when you're playing us. You know, give us an inch, we'll take a mile. It's that mindset. Um, I think that it's the same for all eight teams that made it here.
0: Fair enough. I think Kat Sandercock's point is well taken. It took three errors, though, that Oklahoma State committed for Tennessee to get by them. Maybe not the smallest margin of error. <laughs> right. But Lonnie Alameda was asked in the opening, thought, okay, what's just what's, what's the game plan about OU? How do you stop Jada Coleman? What do you do to slow him down?
5: Scouting report. Um, Jada's an athlete. I remember her playing shortstop in the recruiting days. Um, she is uh, extremely passionate, and you can see that in her at-bats. Um, So, you know, again, this will go back to our studying tonight, but facing her, you know, mixing spots and all that kind of stuff is going to be big. But her speed plays for her, athleticism plays for her, uh, let alone her skill sets. You know, I mean, she stays in the zone for a good amount of time with her barrel and um, just a really good hitter. And we're excited to compete against her and the rest of the lineup.
0: I will say I thought the best question that was asked during this entire press conference, and I don't know who asked it, but – did Stanford do anything that you can take and apply to your game plan? Was there anything that Stanford did that you can take away from Monday?
5: Um, yeah, well, Nigel's 75-mile-an-hour rise ball. Um, we'll try to mimic as best we can. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean – they do an incredible job. You know, it's super cool. Um, I was able to coach Tori and, and Jess Alistair, and um, to watch what they've done for that program is, is super special. And so um, I think there's some heart and passion in the circle and the team getting to find them playing them. Um, did see them sell out for Jordy. Um, you know, they got after a game plan, and they stuck to it, and that was really awesome to see. And, um, you know, I know sometimes in my time coaching at Stanford, um, we may not get the top athletes, but you got they were all in. The athletes were all in and going to make adjustments and get after it, and we try to keep that with us, too. We get some special athletes here, but this is an all-in team, too. So when we go to a game plan and we get after it, they are selling out left and right, and um, we're going to take some lessons that, that they learned and implement in our style, too.
0: It sounded as if, all right, as, as far as attacking their offense, not really too much we can take from that unless Cat Sandercock develops a 75-mile-an-hour rise that starts out of the zone and moves into it and one that starts in the zone and moves out of it, ain't going to happen. But she she did make it seem like there were some things she saw in the way that Stanford attacked Jordy that might benefit them come tonight. I think that'll be an interesting side to watch. I don't know... You know, I brought this up about Stanford, and it, it never really played out. I And I think we talked about this on Monday. I thought that there might be a chance that Oklahoma played a little small ball against Kennedy. Maybe see Jordy – I'm sorry, Jada a little bit more committed to trying to lay down a bun or two and force Kennedy to field her position. But then they started Vauder, and that kind of changed everything, at least from my perspective on that approach. Now, I'm, I'm curious, whenever – Whenever Lonnie Alameda says that, I mean, give Stanford credit. They did a really nice job offensively. They had runners in scoring position. They had opportunities. Just couldn't get that one big hit. They couldn't get that one big hit. You're absolutely right. Which is, of course, a credit to Oklahoma's defense and
1: uh, to Jordy.
0: Yep. So I'll be curious, Josh Helmer, to see exactly how that plays out tonight in Florida State's approach. Anything else to add on FSU before we grab a break and hear from Coach Gasso? No, let's okay. hear from Coach. Alex Powers is coming up in 30 minutes from now. Uh, at the bottom of next hour, we're going to get to know, and we haven't, we haven't really had an an opportunity on the show yet, to to really get to know the the new head coach of the OU volleyball program. And from what I've heard, he's he's kind of all in on the softball run too. So I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped to do that a little bit later on in the show today. Anything else I'm leaving out? We'll slide in the top five stories the day after we talk to Alex. But a busy final um, hour and 30 minutes. A lot of softball talk. If softball isn't for you, might not be your show. Just saying. Just saying. It's a playing show right here on The Ref. All right, so there's a lot on Florida State and their approach to Oklahoma tonight. Let's shift our gear towards the home team. Did you... Speaking of home team, did you happen to go through that explanation that I sent you from the NCAA about home versus? Oh visitors? yeah, I,
1: I said on air too. There's so much to it. I just the bottom line that everybody needs to know is they're not going to be the home team. <laughs> and I imagine it was just point two that Stanford hadn't been the home team as much as Oklahoma throughout the the postseason, right? Isn't that uh, basically yeah, what happened?
0: To, and and again, OU is. If my understanding is correct, it's OU home tonight, Florida State visitors tomorrow. That's my understanding. But, I mean, who knows? They determine it literally right after the game, after the matchup is set. Like, yes, this is what it shall be. I think it's time to change that,
1: too. In regional play and in the lead-up to the Women's College World Series, honestly, even at Super's, Just let the home team that's earned the right to host be the home team, regardless of if they're in the winner's bracket, the loser's bracket. You're playing in Norman, you're playing wherever. Let the home team be the home team. Did
0: you? So you went through some of this? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, we I didn't just, get
1: into the specifics of it because the language.
0: There's seven points.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to dissect. It makes people's heads spin.
0: Yeah. The home team for the first round will be the higher seeded team. In the event two unseeded teams will meet, the committee will determine which team is assigned the home designation. In subsequent games, the home team will be determined according to the following formula. And there's seven. Different points, and number six says if the preceding formula does not prevail, the higher seeded team shall determine if it would like to be home or visitor.
1: I know, which is great. <laughs> At the very end of it all, hey, do you hey, want to be home or away? Yeah,
0: hey, we just want to finally wants to be home or away.
1: Which I can't imagine. I, what scenario would present itself where the previous points wouldn't have <laughs> decided it?
0: I mean, I'll just let me give you an idea of one of these points here, real quick, before we play. Coach Gasso talking about kind of what caught her eye early with this team uh if games between the same team are back to back the home team shall be the visitor from the previous game regardless of the number of times either team has been home or visitor if the two teams have both been home teams and visiting teams an equal number of times the team that was the visitors in its preceding game shall be the home team unless both teams were the visitors in their preceding games if that were the case it's just seven points man you can really simplify this just say and the higher-seeded team is always the home game. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah, it's done.
0: Uh, higher-seeded team, you're the home team. Unless
1: you fall to the loser's bracket. If, if you wanted to have that portion of it, I, I guess I could understand that, right? That yeah. that's your that's your reward if you're the lower-seeded team that, hey, if you're still undefeated in the winner's bracket, then so be it. Now, now you're the home team.
0: Alex Powers is coming up with us to talk about Florida State. She's one of the all-time greats in Florida State softball history. She's been covering the – Uh, Tournament for the ACC Network and for ESPN. And then Aaron Mansfield, new OU volleyball coach at the bottom of next hour. Um, Here's Coach Gasso. When Eli Letterman asked her her yesterday, what was something – well, you know, it's a really good question. Let me just go ahead and throw Eli's question in here too. Eli Letterman, Tulsa World.
4: Uh, Patty, February 8th this year, you would have been about to kick off your season in Irvine, California – If you can think back to then, what was the question you had about this group for any confidence you might have had? What was the question that needed to be answered for you at that point? Uh,
6: What's wrong, you guys? What's going on? I think our first weekend, there were just a lot of big eyes. Um, So we won. We played okay. But there was just the groove was different because we had always been playing against each other. And now we're all in one dugout, and it's just different. Like, I guess we should have practiced all being in one dugout and what it felt like. Um, So it was not what I expected. And I think they would tell you, if you look back, I mean, we got through some games, but we were not even close to being, um, we were close to being ready, but we weren't, I wouldn't say our first weekend, completely ready. And we could look back and learn. We've learned a lot of things. I had to learn a lot about them. They had to learn a lot about who's playing next to them because when we're in those battle series or whenever I'm doing practice, a lot of times the full starting infield is not together. They're split in half. And so I felt a little bit of, wow, this is newer. This is, you feel a little, a lot of uh, newness on this team. Um, but, again, you just need time to allow these upperclassmen to lead them in the way that they know this whole championship mindset process is supposed to look like.
0: Yep. I think we even remember talking about it. We came back from the Mark Campbell, and Oklahoma had won its first, what, they play five games that weekend? Let me see if I can do this off the top of my head without looking. There was obviously the Duke game, Liberty-Stanford. No, it was only four. Now you got to look, like San Jose State and the Washington. There was five. Never mind, Washington. And in the Washington game, they committed a couple errors. Didn't look all that sharp. Then in the Liberty game, they couldn't get their offense going. It was a one-zip extra inning game. And I kind of thought, oof, oof, maybe this is going to be a little bit more challenging to kick start than we originally thought, but – Get Kenzie Hansen back. I remember, Kenzie Hansen didn't play in the first two series. Remember that uh, college softball had also figured out Jordy Ball. Oh, my gosh. that's. Still, I wish I would have kept that text message. I don't know. why. Well, they've obviously all figured out Jordy Ball, so she needs to go back to the drawing board. I'm like, bro, it's like the it's Mississippi State series. Everybody calm down. But, yeah, I'm – it's wild. There's certain moments, and I joke about this a lot, where – there's certain moments where you think, man, this season has been just absolutely a, a rocket ship. It's like you blink and you're suddenly in the finals. Where did it go? And then there's other moments where you think, this, series is this season has taken forever to get to this point. But it almost what's, – what's everyone kind of been joking about, Josh? The term that the ESPN guy uh, used, Kevin Brown used, uh, the inevitable – you just kind of feel like a lot of this has, has been inevitable for Oklahoma. Sure,
1: sure. That was a pretty good final call, by the way, to advance to the Bro, championship series.
0: I thought I thought Kevin Brown was awesome yesterday for us. Now, he's had a few misses in this postseason. Uh, he's, he's, he's had a few misses, but he was awesome when I went back and watched our game.
1: Dialed up uh, in that moment for sure.
0: Well, I think everyone was waiting for that moment in our game. I think everyone was like, okay, it's – it's coming at some point. Where is it? Let's go. And it finally did. Well, he has to, man. You got to wake up Amanda Scarborough, who's over, like, napping during the game. <laughs> Kevin Brown, fired up to be here, Amanda. Yeah, it's, like, really exciting. It's yeah, whatever. Game. It's Oklahoma it's again. Oklahoma. We're really excited about the way they're playing, right? I'm like, go! Get, I'm going to bring you a coffee, woman. Let's go! Let's do this. Let's roll! Yeah, it's a great call. I got. I, I didn't mark this, but I said listen to it. So here's the next cut. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't actually lay out what it was, but I here think we go. It's
4: been g- cool to embrace so many different personalities. I don't think Trace I've ever lines. been on a team where there's so many unique people. And I know we talked about this earlier this week of how everyone's so different, but we all gel uh, some way or the other. And I think um, that has made it so much fun. Uh, we may uh, not be hitting as many home runs as last year or things like that, but we are making memories. We are gelling as a team, and uh, that's what makes this season super unique and something I'll never forget for my last season of just how we were able to gel so many different people together, and at this point, you know, we're united, and um, we're excited for anyone to come through at any moment. Like that's where the trust that we built comes into play of. We're so excited for anyone's success and we have full confidence that anyone can do it. Pitchers, hitters, defense. Like we've got that trust with everyone.
0: And if Grace Lyons gets going in this series, look out. I, I brought this up and I'm diving into the numbers. I've got to save, uh, I've got to save a few things for the broadcast tonight. Josh, it is it is absolutely one of the more wild notes and numbers to look at how Grace Lyons bounces back after adversity. It's really cool. Oh, they dropped the scene setter. How about that? I didn't even get final say on it. Jeez. Boy, when you drop on the depth chart, man, you drop on the depth chart.
1: I almost said that earlier that, that they so were going to drop. I think they were listening and they are like, ah, oh, well, let's put it Can out before they out. play it on the radio. Oh, oh.
0: All right, quick break. We'll wrap up our number two with a couple of your Meyer Chevrolet texts right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.
3: All
0: right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. Hit a couple of these Knippe Meyer Chevrolet texts. A lot of still the whole back and forth on celebrations versus taunting, whatever.
1: Yeah, on uh, a lot bl- of it. blatant sexism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but as uh, soon as Wetzel. Did I already admit that I didn't know that Koetzel was a, an actual country singer? Did I already. You did, okay. but if you'd like to revisit it, then. I thought it was some sort there of. There was. Ger- I thought it was a German dish or something. I thought it was his favorite meal. Sooner Coetzel Rats can't fault people for celebrating. They busted their you-know-what. It's a pinnacle of their career. Totally understand the celebrations. Now, there are different ways to celebrate, like you're taunting, but this team definitely has never done that, and Patty wouldn't allow it. Oh, my gosh, you guys. You guys, I would love to just say, all right, you're mad about it. Go coach him, Broken Arrow Fat Boy. You go tell them to stop that. <laughs> you go tell them to stop recruiting doomer too enjoying you stop celebrating your wins act like you've been there yeah they've won back to back national champs bro i think they know what it takes to be there and have been there that's the that's the number one worst take any of you dopes can have when you try to tell a team that's won back to back national champs to act like they've been there <laughs> no that's how they've been here and i wonder what stanford and florida state and some of
1: these other teams think do you think that they're bent out of shape about any of it.
0: I think they do it too. I mean, look at Kennedy. It was listen, I'm not I loved it. It's like oh, was, a terrific theater. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And if we lost, it would have sucked, but you're still just tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. The only reason anyone even posted the left fielder waving by is because everyone was throwing a fit about OU. And I do understand
1: to some degree the intentional walk thing, but that's who OU is yeah. and and There was a momentum angle to it.
0: Huge. I did like this from True, too. Sometimes the snooty snoots of softball remind me of the snooty snoots of golf. Great. Great.
1: When the unwritten rules that aren't written come home to roost. It's an unwritten
0: rule. Is it? Stephen B.A., the same OU football fans that praised Baker Mayfield and loved him and his trash talk, are now hating on the softball team?
1: Great point. You know what? That might (laughs) have been one of the best points we've gotten all day.
0: Don't get it. Says all you need to know about some of these people. I love Baker and I love the softball team. It's okay to be passionate in both sports. Oh, gosh. And remember how we defended and and stood up for him? <laughs> the 405 with the Sid Romero repro- approach. If you don't like the bat slam, don't walk her. If you don't like OU celebrating when they score, don't let them score. People are too soft these days. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be energetic. Yeah. And by the way, to everyone, like, they don't slam a bat in other sports. I watch every game, and I keep a chart at home about celebrating. LG Sooner 63 brought up a, gr- a great point. When she said other sports do it, she meant showing emotion. Not just talking about a bat slam. Uh, and then one more from Stephen B.A. It's like this. If you don't like the way OU softball plays, don't watch, oh, you a fan or not, because they aren't going to change the way they play for you. And you'll be the first person trying to get tickets in the New Loves field to watch them. And then that way you can turn to the person next to you and go, ah, I don't care too much for this batch slam. Do that.
1: I liked what Alyssa Brito said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, listen, I just
1: put my phone down. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not going to care. I'm not going to do anything different.
0: Uh uh tennessee girls throw money in the dugout yeah get over it <laughs> there was money that fell out of one of the tennessee girls pockets i mean when she struck out <laughs> we know. we celebrated in college football a turnover chain uh-huh it's, it, it, this is good for the 918 has anybody with any real authority approached patty or the girls about not celebrating or toning it down i mean this isn't Getting to NFL banning touchdown celebrations, right? Yeah, no. Nobody has said anything. Because it's part of the sport. And you know what? If they
1: did, then guess what? It would stop. But let's hope that doesn't happen because it's fun.
0: It's fun. It's it's fun. All right. um, We're talking nothing but understanding the opponent and getting some incredible perspective next. I'm over it. I love all the, the the debate, the back and forth. You can feel offended. You can feel like it's, since it's a girls' women's sport, that they should have as much coup for class as the boys' men's sport. Do the same thing. That's fine. You do you. But it's not going to affect this team. One I oh, uh. And I can't wait to watch them celebrate and throw
1: bats and <laughs> anything else that may happen tonight or tomorrow.
0: Right. I mean, and again, we've, we still have never seen a bat toss from the soklo team. Like, you've seen uh, Alyssa Brito slam a bat on a walk and Jada Coleman, Coleman slam a bat on a walk. Brito did it twice. She did it in the Super Regional and did it against Kennedy. Coleman did it when she was intentionally walked. You guys act like it happens on every single play. Stop it. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Alex Powers. Florida State legend. Kind of get some perspective on what she's seen from this team this year. And she kind of jumped on it early. She said, I think Florida State is the one team that can beat Oklahoma. We'll get her perspective on it next right here on The ref.